Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 46, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Today, I have an interview with Steph Nichols. Steph is the founder and owner of Sweat Society, which is an online and pop-up boutique that focuses on ethically made activewear brands. We talk about what she was looking for in activewear that led her to start sourcing her own brands, uh, mostly because she was looking for something other than the mainstream brands, uh, which you will know which ones those are and she couldn't find any so she started finding ones that were from Australia or out of this country and she decided that she wanted to bring them to give people more options for good quality ethically made brands to wear when they go to the gym or yoga. She talks about how she's reached a consumer audience through studio pop-ups as opposed to just sticking to the social media route when it comes to an online boutique and why having a support system that believes in you is so important. Steph talks about the fear of being self-employed and wake up wondering what you started and feeling overwhelmed with the responsibility of having to be successful for employees. We definitely connected on, I don't have employees, but connected on the fear of not really knowing what you're doing but knowing that you've already jumped in so you either have to keep going or you have to get a real job so we talk about the realness and the struggle of that and Steph also shares her advice for starting a company and where she wants to take Sweat Society in the future so I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it here is Steph Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Steph from Sweat Society. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Do you want to start with introducing yourself and telling us what you do? Sure. Um, I uh, My name is Stephanie Nichols. I'm 31 and I run um, Sweat Society. So I started the business. It'll be four years in June. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I just started doing it full time uh, in August um, as my job otherwise it was just kind of on the had someone else helping me with it she's still Allie's still on board but yeah cool um and before we get into what it is what was your initial career path that you were on um so I took marine biology in university at UVic and I always wanted to get into that field. I loved learning about marine ecology and the way the oceans worked and uh, learned a lot about how much trouble um, oceans and populations within that ecosystem are in danger. Not a lot of people really know about it. So I was always hoping to get into a field to kind of educate people on um, what kind of condition our oceans are in and um, what we can do to help. Um, But in Victoria, it's all government jobs and it's hard to get interviews for those so um, then I came to Calgary because I had a job came moved back to Calgary so I'm from Calgary and um, I had (laughs) (laughs) had a job um, in oil and gas and uh, when the recession hit just kind of slowed down I was really into yoga at that time Um, got my yoga teacher training and then it just kind of happened from there nice so do you want to talk about kind of, like you said, it just like started from there, but do you want to talk about like the idea and like how it came to be and how you turned it into a business? Yeah. So I, um, was really big into yoga and I did a lot of those like Instagram yoga challenges and followed a lot of like the big, like, um, 
Instagram yogis and got introduced to a lot more got introduced to a lot more um sorry that's okay. he's chasing the lights oh so I was like what is he calling oh is it reflecting yeah oh. okay let's start that one. yeah do you want me to ask the question again? Is um, that easier? Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. <laughs> whatever you want to do it. Um, do you want to share how Sweat Society came to be? I know you said you just mentioned that it just started, but how, like, where did the idea come from? How did you turn it into a business? So I was really big into yoga and um, did a lot of those Instagram yoga challenges, followed um, a lot of the big Instagram yogis, uh, and got introduced to a lot of brands that I couldn't really find here in Canada, I was never really a big Lululemon fan. Um, so I just order my stuff online and then I kind of got tired of ordering my stuff online because you had to pay duty, you had to pay shipping, you would get it and it just wouldn't fit the way um, that you wanted it to. So I finally was like, enough is enough. <laughs> and looked into starting to wholesale and import the brands that I liked since they were just so unavailable here in Canada. Oh, that's cool. And how did you, find you just found them through Instagram and was that how you chose which brands? Yeah, pretty to... much. Like I would just the ones I followed on Instagram and that I liked. That's how I found the initial brands that I started carrying. And then um from there I just a lot of them um would email me and ask me if I was interested in carrying their line and um uh, I either would or I wouldn't based on like if I felt they were something that people would be interested in or of course the bottom line is if they were ethically made. Right. Um, and since you started four years ago, what have been the biggest challenges you faced running the business? Um, probably just the unknowns, like the stress of running your own business, not knowing if uh, people are just going to stop working out and <laughs> buying leggings and I have to like calm myself down and be like, no, Stephanie, people aren't going to stop working out. They'll keep doing that and they'll keep needing activewear to do it. So um, it's just your initial investment putting it in and you're putting so much behind it. So yeah, I think the biggest challenge is just, um, sometimes not to stay motivated, but maybe to stay inspired to just keep moving forward and hope that other people see the passion you put behind it and follow along. Yeah. And where did you learn like the business side of it since that wasn't your education? Um, I did a lot of research <laughs> Uh, I still don't know the business side of it. Like I definitely, <laughs> that's where I'm lacking. Um, but I read a lot of rules and regulations um, um, from CBSA, from the city of Calgary, um, the CRA, just basically um, kind of what you need to start a business. If you're gonna wholesale, you need an import or export or number from CRA, you have to register your business. Um, right now I'm working on trademarking, so it's, it's all just kind of learn as I go, um, but I definitely don't. I don't have a business background, and sometimes I just fly by the seat of my pants. But it still seems to be working. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and was there? I mean, probably because it's harder to open an actual store. But is that why you chose to do an online e-commerce site instead of an actual brick and mortar? Store. Yeah, so it's just a lot more overhead. Um, it's a lot scarier to just open up a shop. Like, how do you know people are going to come? Um, so my main business plan at the beginning was just to be like a mobile re retailer. So that's how I would contact the brands and ask if they would wholesale. I'd be like, I'm a mobile re retailer. We're going to go around, do pop-up shops, go to the studios, um, things like that. I just felt we would be able to have more of a reach if we were actually at all of the different places within the city, within the province. 
um, rather than just having one single spot that people may, may or may not have known about. So. Right. Well, and then people can come in and try stuff on. Because like you said, ordering online is still mm-hmm. risky. Even if you're ordering from somewhere in Calgary, yeah. you still don't know what's going to show up at exactly. your door. Yeah. And so that was one of the main things is we want, I still want people to see, feel, try it. So we always encourage people to come to the pop-up shops to try it on. Um, within Calgary, it's also super easy. Like if they buy online, um, they can do local pickup and then um, come and if it doesn't work, it's super easy to exchange and return. So Brand. Um, but yeah. Have you had found any challenges running the e-commerce side? Have there been like big lessons with that yeah, side like of it? Yeah, definitely are. We have a few revenue channels and the e-commerce side is one that probably if I had more knowledge would maybe benefit <laughs> a bit better. Um, it's slowly picking up. Um, I would say it's more of an organic thing as we become more popular and well-known, um, our online sales increase a bit, but definitely like the advertising side and the marketing side has been one of the biggest humps that I've had to try and work my way over. So, right. (laughs) Um, and what advice would you give people who want to start an, like an apparel company or an e-commerce company? Um, I would just say start like do your research on what you want to do um like based on the market uh if you're going to start a retail business like yeah look into what you need from the cra to import things across the border uh what you need to do to ship things um your gst number uh kind of just like the basics of starting a business and then once you kind of have that um i don't know i just kind of i just just built on it from there so just having a basic understanding of how um, to start or open a business. And right. If you have enough passion and drive behind it, it's it'll all fall into place. Right. And when you were popping up in studios and things like that, did you know a lot of the people? Like, were you using a network? Or would you just, like, knock on their door kind of thing? Um, when I first started, yeah, I was teaching yoga at Hot Shop and at Junction 9. So I did a lot of pop-ups at Hot Shop. I was fortunate enough um, that they let me do that there, as well as some pop-ups at Junction 9. Um, Jelaine and Kaylee really... Uh, supported me so that was nice um, to have that kind of network um, it's always was at the beginning was super intimidating like I was like who would want us to be there and like was so scared to ask and now like we don't really even have to ask we're getting people emailing us all the time to do right. pop-up shops there so it's kind of evolved into something that people know and they want um, and I know that there's a lot of pop-up shops going around it um, not just obviously sweat society, but a lot of people are doing pop-ups now. And I think that idea is becoming, um, something that has grown in Calgary. Like when I was doing it, there wasn't really much else. Right. So, yeah. And how do you decide, like, do you say yes to all studios or is there like a process you go through to decide which studios to pop up in? Uh, well, like business is, is business. It's our time. It takes a lot of time and preparation for us to be in a space. So before it probably was like, yes, we will be in anywhere. But now we kind of um, look at that space. Um, sometimes we'll go to a class there. See what kind of community feel uh, is there because we find if there's like more of a community, more people can get excited about our brand about our company and um it's more successful uh pop-up shop for both for both the studio and and for us so right and then when we stock in studios too it's we used to just be in any and all of them and now we're just trying to focus on um a few within each city and little pockets outside of calgary and things like that yeah and when you stock a studio do you find that like certain brands do better in like certain types of studios or do you end up putting like 
the same brands everywhere? Um, we find it's more like the style, not necessarily the brand. Right. Um, so, uh, like a bar studio, they'll tend to, to pick things and shop things differently than, um, like a yoga studio would. Uh, so we've kind of just learned, we know what we'll sell in a yoga studio or what we'll sell in a bar studio. We've over the last three and a half, four years, we've kind of been able to like focus, like we know what we'll sell. So that's kind of helped us also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you choose brands to stock now, has it evolved how you're choosing and finding them or have you stuck kind of with the same We brands? have been, so for me, it's quality. Like I can't and I won't ever sell a hundred dollar pair of leggings that aren't going to last. Like I would never buy something like that. I would not be happy with my purchase and there's no way that I would ever be able to sell that to someone else. Um, so quality is, is huge for us. Um, we also focus a lot on Canadian brands when we can. So we have brands from Australia, the States, um, and Canada and the more Canadian brands I can have the better. Um, and it's, getting better so uh but yeah we just we focus on on quality and of course price point um there's a lot of really nice brands out there that are like 250 dollars for a pair of leggings but i'm still like it's that's a different kind of niche a different kind of market and i'm trying to just get um provide kind of everyone an option you don't need to break the bank to get a pair of good quality leggings so totally um and why is choosing ethically or as ethical as possible brands important to you? Um, so everything we sell is ethically made. It's all sweatshop free. Um, I think that's important because we live, we're so fortunate to live in a first world country and to have the privileges that we do. Um, we can afford for the most part to purchase things that um, are made ethically and sustainably. Um, and I, decided to focus on that with Sweat Society because there's not a lot, like you don't really know what else is out there. You only know kind of what's in front of your face. And um, this way we're able to let, whether they shop from us or not, at least they're aware that there are all these other brands that are made with the lives of other people in mind. It's not just in a factory working like 20 hours, just like no security, like they're discriminated against, child labor, it's huge. so. Uh, it's just, if we can make the world a little bit better, we may as well try and do that. Right. Well, and cause then it, it makes people feel better about spending that money. Cause at least then if you're spending it where someone's actually getting paid properly, then it's worth your money more than mm-hmm. it, the same price for one that maybe isn't being made. The exactly. Like there are brands out there too that are just as expensive, if not more expensive, and they're still being made in sweatshops and the amount of money that those companies are making and not giving back or maybe they are like who knows but it's yeah it's so we don't it's in terms of like retail um it's if it's expensive for us to sell to you it's also expensive for us to buy but that's a trade-off that i'm willing to do because it means that people have to sacrifice um their lives to make what we're wearing right um do you have a favorite brand right now that you carry Again, we've been super fortunate with all of the brands. Um, they're all really good quality. A lot of them I've had for four years, so it's it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, I'd have to say Dharma Bums, which is from Australia for their like longevity and patterns. Like, there's nothing else that really compares 
uh, to them. Uh, we love the Canadian brands. Um, Dobbin Design is one of our favorites. She's made, she makes them in um, Vancouver. Uh, and those are like the one like tie-dye and the other like solid. So it's kind of just oh, like cool. a different, adds a different look. There's nothing else really out there um, like that. But yeah, no, I just, I think I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I guess they're all, you pick them because you like them. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, and what would you say some of the trends in activewear are right now? Um, definitely high-waisted is still going strong. Amazingly. Um, yeah. Uh, patterns, do you still see a lot of florals out there? Um, but I'm noticing a bigger shift towards more solid colors as opposed to just like black. It's, um, like you'll get a more, it's, and it's not even, with activewear it's different than, um, with activewear, it's different uh, than with, I find, other types of fashion. So you still get your uh, your colors that will come and go, but like we're seeing dark greens and dark maroons, which was still in style last um, spring, and it's still coming through into like fall, winter next year. Uh, we're seeing actually a lot of more pink. Um, yellow is coming in, too. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of another new trend that might be picking up is seamless. So I've seen a lot oh, of the yeah. brands start to carry seamless uh, or make seamless leggings. Right. Um, and why is fitness and staying active important to you? How does that play a role in your, in your life? It just gives me an outlet to release some stress. Um, I'm a pretty busy person and it also gives me staying fit and healthy provides like gives me enough energy to like do my day get through my day yeah. wake up and then you get that break when you go to the gym and then you have enough energy to carry on into the late hours answering all your emails <laughs> getting your taxes ready all of that stuff and what is your go-to workout um Probably, I, I really like Olympic weightlifting. Um, I do CrossFit. Uh, I'm not so much into yoga as I was before, but I try and at least go once a week to like a restorative class just to relax, unwind, let my mind shut down a bit. So, yeah. yeah, and how did you get, how did you transition from like yoga into lifting like that? <laughs> I think that it's um, just my busy lifestyle. Um, I don't always have time to do, I mean, like yoga is great, but to have, um, the type of body that I wanted and stay fit and healthy and still eat all the things that I wanted to eat, uh, I don't, just didn't have time to supplement like yoga and spin and bar. Like those three would be amazing all together, but unfortunately that's an hour class each time so right. I just found that my body reacted and responded really well to the workouts of CrossFit and weightlifting and I'm still able to go out and have drinks and eat my dessert and be just as busy as I am and um, yeah so there's that kind of transition that went and I had time for one thing and so I went for a more high intense workout rather than right. a bunch of more like little lower intense ones yeah no, that makes not sense. Not the spin. It's not high it's intensity, but... Yeah, it's yeah. a different kind. <laughs> it's a different kind, yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, and you kind of mentioned it, being busy and all of that, but what would you say are some of the pros and cons of being an entrepreneur? Um, 
the pros are it's you get to see something that you have created grow and you get to see other people get excited about it and when I'm walking down the street and I see someone that I don't even know wearing a sweat society sweater or uh, a pair of our leggings like it's just super exciting to know that we're getting um, that kind of reach uh, I also get to meet a real a lot of amazing uh, people uh, I'm sure like other businesses it's different, but with retail and especially with Sweat Society, um, one thing that I would never get to do if I didn't do this was support all the other like amazing women that run the brands that we work with. Um, but then a con too is you lose some of your relationships, you don't get to see your friends as much, um, but then again, that's kind of a pro because the ones that really stick around and understand, doesn't matter if you don't see them right. for a year, like you'll still be able to catch up like nothing ever happened. So, right. but yeah, so the con is just, it's a big trade off, um, finding that work life balance, and, but when you do it. Yeah. Works out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what was the transition? Like you said, you just quit your job and came full time mm -hmm. here. So what kind of, what was that transition like? Like when did you decide that you're able to do this full time? I think it just, I became pretty unhappy. Um, like I was so, I keep saying busy. It's hard not to say that word. A lot of people don't like using that word. Yeah. It's true. Like your life is, your days are just so packed. So working full time behind a desk and then having to come home and do sweat society. Um, before I had, um, my best friend working for me, Allie, she, like, I did it all. I did the pop-up shops, I did everything, and I just, like, I did not have that work-life balance, and I don't like to quit, so I couldn't just stop doing right. <laughs> Sweat Society. Um, so I kind of made the decision, uh, I moved from my condo in Inglewood into um, the little house that I'm in now, um, which was a big thing. Moving is always scary, even if it's mm -hmm. within the same city or not. Uh, so... I moved and then the recession hit harder. Um, unfortunately, we were just a small little engineering company and I was always thinking about making the transition. Um, and then it kind of just was a mutual agreement between me and my company that, or the business I worked for that um, I would stop working there and then it just gave me the opportunity to come in here full time. So just took a bunch of little steps and then all of a sudden it just yeah. happened. So, yeah. yeah, and it's been good so far. Yeah, so it seemed yeah. to work out. <laughs> Um, if you could go back to the beginning of starting Sweat Society, is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, honestly, no. Like, I don't think so. Um, everything that has happened, um, whether it's good or bad, I've learned from it. And I don't think um, by doing anything, if I did anything differently, I may not have learned what I needed to learn from that specific step. Right. Um, so you make your mistakes and you grow from them and yeah, there's no mistakes that I would have changed. Uh, if anything, maybe taking, like knowing a bit more about the business <laughs> end of things. If I could take a couple business courses beforehand, but it, I mean, like there's no way knowing if that would have helped at all anyways. Right. So yeah. yeah. Um, how do you stay motivated while running a business? Cause I'm sure, like you said, you've made mistakes and there's challenging times. So how do you keep going uh, I surround myself with a really amazing support system uh, some days it's hard like you wake up in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed because you're like what have I done <laughs> <laughs> what is happening like it's it's a big uh, personal investment uh, it's a big financial investment 
again, going back to that, like, oh my God, people are going to stop wearing leggings and uh, my support system will, is always like, no, Steph, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Um, Ali has been a huge role in keeping me motivated. Um, when you first bring on uh, someone, it was hard. It was almost like a, I felt like a burden. Like, this is my business. It's my stress is my stress. I hated having to put that on um, someone else. And so at first it motivated me because I wanted to succeed. Um, for myself but also now I have had someone else that also wanted to see it succeed so yeah it's just the support system you have and sometimes you need good people to lean on and those are the ones that motivate you yeah um and you've touched on it a little bit but how have you found a work-life balance have you evolved that <laughs> a little bit <laughs> um I think when I it's it's getting better it's I don't think it's ever going to be there um, it's, uh, it's hard to, your, like my, my friends are the, are mo the most important thing to me. So it's now I have the time to see them and sometimes I'll put sweat society on hold a little bit more for someone that I haven't seen before, but I know, uh, that the work will always get done. So I've kind of stopped worrying about that. And when I first transitioned to sweat society, it was full time, um, I've just made a huge rush to see everyone that I just didn't have time to see before, just to like reconnect and. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think your work when you're an entrepreneur you're ever gonna have that perfect work life balance because you're for, like the rest of society the majority of them work their nine to five job and they come home at night and that's when the time is and sometimes you're working at night and sometimes you're away traveling and um, but I'm definitely happier. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to keep going and trying to find that balance even more. Yeah. No, I think that's the best way. It's yeah. like figuring it out, I guess, as you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is next for Sweat Society? What do you have coming up? We finally had like an official year-end meeting. So that was a nice step <laughs> for us. We're trying to, try to be more of a structured business rather than just a bunch of, of leggings flying around, but um, we have some big plans. Uh, we're gonna start looking into manufacturing our own stuff, either leggings or shorts, um, expanding our, our branded collection that we still, we currently have. Um, we started sponsoring a local charity. Um, it's called Made by Mama, and they help families in crisis. Um, and I felt that it, that was super important for us because, or like kind of fit alongside of us because my philosophy with Swiss Society has always been to support someone with their journey. In order to feel like love yourself, you have to um, feel good in whatever way, whether that's working out mentally, physically, it doesn't matter. Um, so I wanted to create a company that people could feel a part of. Um, they don't have to buy a pair of black mesh leggings just because everyone else is wearing them. They can come and they can see the patterns and they can buy something that kind of speaks to them. Um, and so Made by Mama, they offer um, food, they offer support um, for families that just can't do it. Uh, so in this way, it kind of, it kind of fits alongside that um, we can offer the moms um, a little bit of something extra. So we're going to start volunteering there once a month. Um, we want to start hosting uh, monthly events and all proceeds will go to the charity. 
um, kind of just bring the community together that way and get people to move and feel good. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and then we're also looking at possibly a brick and mortar too in like yeah. a little warehouse district somewhere just as we grow. Uh, we're growing out of my little one-car garage right now, <laughs> so we're having to find some more space, and so it's, it's exciting. Yeah, that is yeah. exciting. Are you planning on staying in Calgary, or are you looking um, to expand more? We are looking more? to expand more. Um, we were in Edmonton for a bit. Uh, we're trying to grow again in Edmonton. We have a sales rep there. Uh, really trying to make a push into BC. Um, we've been doing a few events out there and every single year they get a little bit better. People are starting to recognize our brand and feel comfortable purchasing from us because they know that they're getting quality. Um, so yeah, we're looking to get someone to work for Sweat Society and grow that like out in Kelowna in the interior move to Vancouver. So, uh, BC is definitely next. Uh, it's so close and mm -hmm. why not? And um, but we yeah, still have all of Canada to expand to as well, so hopefully it just keeps growing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And where can people find you and connect with you and Sweat Society? Uh, we post a lot to our Instagram, so they can follow us. Our handle is Sweat Society. Um, we always post about our pop-up shops. Uh, if you sign up for our newsletter, if you go to our website, which is www.sweatsociety.ca, um, you can sign up for our newsletter. We're always posting about where we're going to be on there. Um, when we start doing our events, you'll get newsletters out about that. Um, like I said, we have it in, we turned our garage into our little office so people can send us an email um, and set up a private fitting essentially and they can just like come and shop right from the garage whenever they want. We just don't advertise the address. We don't want yeah. People <laughs> yeah. showing up at my house. Um, but yeah, we're still a, a small business. And so um, I think Instagram is definitely one of the best ways to connect and then um, shopping online. And uh, we're at both Bar Bodies in Calgary. We're at all three hot shops in Calgary. We're at Revive Fitness on 14th Street. Um, and yeah, a couple other places, but those are the major ones kind of spread out around the city. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for having me on your podcast. Of course.